Welcome to the Lost and Own Podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we are back with a much-promised interview. Over the last two or three weeks, uh, we've been teasing this. And uh, before we actually name-drop any more or get into this, uh, let's thank our sponsors real quick. Uh, we're going to thank, this week, Audible.com for sponsoring the show. Uh, you can go to audibletrials.com slash lost, and you get a free month of service from them. And as a special gift from us for going to our link, you get a free audiobook of your choosing. That's right. They've got 150,000-plus titles that you can choose from. There's a lot of plenty of good ones. We've talked about them in, in weeks past, a few here and there that you can get. But right. uh, take yeah. your choice. Yeah, Let's like go. Fi- like Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. Or, or Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, or uh, Fifty Greys of Shade. Or Shades of Grey, 50. <laughs> It's they have a lot of sequels. It's <laughs> yeah. a popular series. Yeah, I, and it's like the the I accidentally ordered the Pantone book of oh. Fifty Shades of Grey because I just typed that in and it was seriously just all the Pantone shades of grey. Uh, it was you know I got pretty, my pretty I, I'm sure uh, with grayscale. It was fifty. <laughs> it was literally Fifty Shades of Grey, and I was like, how am I gonna redo my kitchen? with one of these although it's weird i decided that was going to be what i was going to do because originally i was going to try to order the 50 shades of gray uh the real book so i don't know why all of a sudden i decided i was going to redo my kitchen on that i but. think if you end up doing that both getting the actual 50 shades of gray book mm-hmm. and doing your entire kitchen in different gray scales mm-hmm. um i want to do photography in your kitchen of bdsm where the people are color but the kitchen's black and white but Ooh. the people are dressed like it's 1950s oh my god God, oh my God, it just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, I think that's something. I think that's an art form that's lacking at this moment. So go to audibletrial.com slash lost and, uh, you know. Get something. Fuck it. Yeah. But definitely okay. get Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, on a side note, as we mentioned before, we yeah, have an interview our, this week. And more of our main note, but the side note to our side note. Yes. We have Darren Ewing on the show. Uh, yes. You may know him from Troll 2. You do know him from Troll 2. What's What's that famous line of his? Oh my god! Well said. I believe he's actually the founder of the uh, the new, uh, you know how everyone says things like LOL, FML, yeah. ROTFG7. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a popular yeah. one with the kids now. Roll on grace, <laughs> seven. I believe he uh, is the founder of OMG. Yeah. I, I believe he is the great-grandfather of OMG. Yeah, the great-grandfather. Uh, but he's also a uh, talented musician and currently plays in a rockabilly group called uh, Dizzy DeSoto. Yeah. And uh, we're about to have a quick chat with him. So uh, welcome to the show, Darren. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Darren, thanks for uh, being here. We really appreciate it. You bet. No problem. Pleasure Actually, to be here in a Lost at Home podcast. I'm so excited. I'm tingling all over. Oh my god, I like to hear that. That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I should I should let everybody know you've already offered to send us pictures of your junk. So uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. You can include that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm possibly That's a fair game. possibly a lost at home podcast exclusive, or maybe you've sent your junk all, all over the place. Maybe it's not. If I, I I the one thing we did not Google when doing our research on you is the Darren Ewing's junk. So I don't know. Maybe it exists already somewhere. But yeah, I think that's the first time thing. that's offered. It's, it, this is first. Yeah, yeah, it's the first. It's uh, an exclusive. All right, I love it. <laughs> uh, 
Very nice. <laughs> so, uh, now that we have you finally here, we've been uh, hyping this show for about two, three weeks now, and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are excited. Um, we have to ask the question immediately right off the bat. What was it like to work on Troll 2? Um, for me, it was, um, I was very, very excited. Um, it was filmed in 1989, and uh, I was born and raised in Ogden, Utah. That's where I still live. And uh, this film came to town, and it was um, produced and directed by a bunch of Italians. And in 1989, that would that, it just immediately spelled buzz like what, what people are from italy people are here from italy to make a movie oh my gosh i'm gonna be the next clint eastwood um and so um for me it was just incredibly exciting as a as, as a young actor and performer um i uh, i went into it with a with a great amount of anticipation and excitement um there was really for me no cynicism involved. Um, uh, when I when I heard about the audition, I went and, um, and and I'm not kidding about this. There were two auditions, actually there were three auditions in the same place at the same time in Park City. Um, the one was for Troll Two, which at the time was called Goblin. The second was for a movie called Contamination Point Seven, which has uh, it was filmed simultaneously with Troll Two and has since been changed to the title of Troll 3. And then <laughs> Are you kidding were, me? No, no. I, I no, didn't know that little the, fact. Yes, yeah. Uh, it, it's called Troll 3 now. It's also been called The Crawlers. It's also been called Contamination Point 7. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, and my friend uh, Patrick Michael Collins plays a small role in that, and it was filmed simultaneously with Troll 2. And then Halloween... Halloween... Four, Halloween either, I think it was Halloween four or five, were all filming and auditioning at the same time. So I, uh, right around that time, they were holding auditions for all three of them, and I went to all three, and I bombed out on the Halloween part, I think it was five, part five audition, and then uh, my friend got the crawlers, and I got troll two. So um, I was just very excited because... In 1989, Utah was just a, a cheap place to make um, low-budget movies, um, and so I thought this was, this is it, man. This is my step into the big time. So I was very excited. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, you just answered like four of my next questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'd be happy to answer any of the rest of the yeah. Oh, we'll save that for the end. We have a we have a bunch of questions for you, but that's for a new segment. We're going to introduce this episode where uh, we uh, take our interviewee and we run them through the paces. And um, yeah, just uh, just wait for that. <laughs> um, cool. So when you were on set, like, um, at, how old were you at that point? I was twenty years old. Um, I was cast as a 16 year old and I'm, I'm a very small man. Um, to this day, I'm only five foot two in my bare feet. And so I've always been cast in roles younger than myself. Um, the rest of Elliot's boys were at least six, seven years younger than me. And, uh, so I was just uh, lucky enough to get the part of the, the nerdy role of Arnold, uh, in that film. So yeah, I was about 20, 21 years old. 
and I had just met the love of my life. Um, her name is Jacoba, and actually she um, was on set when I filmed the movie, and we're still married, and we have two girls, and I'm in our house right now. That's oh, great. wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a great little story to come from, you know, all of this. <laughs> now, now, when you... Uh, <laughs> yeah. When it comes back to, you know, you look back to the other two movies. Now, at the time, you know, you may have looked and been like, oh, you know, Troll 2 didn't do as well as, you know, maybe the, you know, Halloween franchise or something like that. Now that you look back and it's such a cult classic, I mean, are you are you happy where you ended up in terms of, like, you know, being part of that cult classic that has now driven, you know, thousands of people to, you know, midnight showings all over the, the nation? Um, really, yes. Um, uh as far as like money or residuals, I got a hundred dollars a day, and total I made about a thousand dollars that the IRS took uh, a small portion of. Um, I don't get residuals; somebody else does. But um, I can I can honestly tell you that Troll Two for me has been nothing but a very positive experience for me in my life. Um, I. Uh, I, I, uh, I met my wife. Uh, she came with me on set, and we got married, and we, we've got two groovy kids. Um, I've met the, the, the best friends of my life, Jason Stedman, uh, Michael Paul Stevenson, George Hardy, um, Deborah Reed. Uh, all of these people are still uh, important people in my life. They're still good friends. And um, I have friends and fans all over the world because of Troll 2. And so I, I have a hard time griping about it, even though I'm known as the worst actor in the world, because I've had so many positive experiences because of Troll 2, because so many people have embraced Troll 2, and they, they, they love it so much that uh, I have a hard time complaining about it because it, I just think, I think it's a, I think it's a really good movie i think it's a hell of a lot of fun and so um it's been uh, pretty much a just a positive experience for me all the way around yeah i gotta say i've seen it twice now um i'm sorry to say only twice but um, (laughs) i I gotta say i love it like there's nothing wrong with that film when i sit down and watch it i enjoy myself and that's all that cinema and movies are supposed to be it's an enjoyable experience and i i I completely i i absolutely agree and the funny thing is uh i was probably one of the few people before I saw Troll 2, uh, that saw Troll 1, which actually had, like, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and these people in it. And it's funny, because... Yeah, I saw that as well. I, I, I loved yeah. it at the time, but I've, I've seen I've seen that movie... Well, I saw it a lot when I was a kid, but since... I mean, I've seen Troll 2 dozens of times since, and the second I, I got a yeah. chance to see Best... I was waiting for Best Worst Movie. I was, like, waiting and waiting to, to finally get a chance to see that, and I got a chance to see that, gobbled that up. I thought it was awesome, because... It just like the little bits grew on me, and and the same reason it grew on so many people. There was just this cult classic mentality right from the start, where you just had to love its its goodness and its badness all at the same time. And and I think it was awesome. Yeah, when when we did the screening, the very first big troll two kind of cult screening. This was in two thousand six. Uh, uh, Curtis Gwynn and John Gamberling hosted. Um, a screening at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in 2006, and they put out one post, one Facebook post. This is when Facebook was whatever it was. And people came literally from all over the country. Some of them came from other countries, 
and lined up around the block to see this movie. <laughs> and it was uh, uh, it was one of those things that um, we all went to New York, and we all, I, I, I mean, we didn't know what to expect, but I just thought, you know, this is either going to be our spinal tap moment, it's going to be really embarrassing, mm-hmm. or um, it's going to be something really special. And it ended up being... If you've seen Best Worst Movie mm-hmm. and you've seen the yeah. job that uh, that Michael uh, Michael Paul Stevenson and that uh, that Katie and Andrew um, uh, who shot and produced and 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 um, did a lot of the editing, what they did with that, they really captured that moment. And in 2006 is when I went, oh my God, really seriously? I thought I was the only person that loved this movie. I I really thought up until that point. I was the only one that knew about this movie, and I was the only person that loved it. And what I found out, uh, you know, from that screening is that there are literally thousands and thousands of people that this movie, for some reason, and I can't put my finger on it, it just resonated. It just resonated with people, and um, uh, people have embraced it. Um, my, I have two uh, two daughters. Their friends love it. They're 13 and 19. They love the movie. And so, it's. I mean, it, it is a cult classic in the truest sense of the word. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad it exists, honestly. Like, it's just, it's fun. And I, I watch a lot of these cult classic movies, like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, you want to go, like, Leprechaun, you know, uh, Critters. A lot of those lower-budget movies. And there's just something great about all of them. Like... You don't need Big Bang special effects. If you tell the right story, you have the right actors, and you give the right, like, mood, like, people are going to be in. And I think part of it, too, comes to, I've, there are a lot of people that probably felt like you, like, I'm the only one that loved this movie. And then when you find a whole society that loves it, you're like, I'm not alone. This is great. Like, it's a really nice uh, yeah. social atmosphere. All of a sudden, you're part of something. You thought it was just yourself, and you just were some weirdo loving this thing. And that's what really builds the cult classic mentality, is everybody loves to come together as this band of social outcasts that love this thing that they didn't think anybody else did. And it turns out they, they see the beauty in this thing that nobody else, they didn't think anybody else could see. I couldn't say it better if I tried to. You, <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head. Very nice chair. <laughs> uh, you know, poetic, man. Poetic here at Lost at Home Podcast. Uh, <laughs> um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's plenty to be said about uh, Troll Two. Uh, I actually wanted to. I'm I'm a musician myself, so I was a little bit like uh, I I geeked into your uh, some research about you and everything. And uh, not to change the subject too quick, because I'm sure everybody loves to hear about Troll Two. But I just wanted to geek out a little bit about the musical side of what you do, because uh, when I first looked you up. Uh, just by name, I mean, obviously the Troll 2 came up, but then a bunch of these YouTube videos as well. So you've been doing some music, right? right? Uh, uh, rockabilly type, um, I don't know, like some classic uh, type uh, guitar player, you? Um, yes. Um, I actually started out um, when I was 11 years old as a drummer. I'm third generation drummer. My dad played the drums <laughs> and my grandma and her twin sister were known as the Boom Boom Twins <laughs> way back in the 40s doing that Glenn Miller. That's right. So I, yeah, I started out on drums. And then um, when my uh, when my daughters were born, I wanted to teach them how to play the drums. So I picked up a guitar and we started learning um uh, Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, um, just some of the songs that I knew and loved and grew up on. And uh, it became Dizzy DeSoto. 
uh, I'm going to plug it here. Uh, DizzyDeSoto.com is the website. Um, and I, I just decided I, I, I love this music, and I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to see if, if other people, you know, remember this music and, and get into it. It's Jerry Lee Lewis. It's Bill Haley and the Comets. And um, so far, it has just been uh, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, it's been so much fun. I've been doing it for about four years now. Um, we've uh, played from, from coast to coast. Um, it's, a, it's an upright bass, uh, drums, uh, a saxophone player, and myself uh, doing guitar and vocals. And it's, it's been... Uh, like the the definition of kick ass. It's just been this incredible ride, and uh, I'm I've decided I'm I'm, I'm going to keep doing it because it doesn't matter what age the audience is. It can be people who are you know five years old and eighty five years old. You've got great grandparents dancing with their grandkids and having a wonderful time. And uh, honestly, uh, modesty aside, it's a really good show. So, yeah, Disney DeSoto has been uh, a very good thing for me. Yeah, I could tell that by watching your the videos online that you were having a good time because I can gather that. Uh, and it's great. I'm actually glad to hear you're from uh, generations of uh, drummers because that's actually – I'm a drummer by trade or not by trade, but, you know, that is in terms of what I play for music. And uh, so it, so it's really – and I've, I've, uh, I've gotten into more of – we play like, uh, you know, kind of uh, – Dick Daly type, you know, fun. So it's a little bit of a different mm-hmm. vibe from that like 1950s ish uh, style, but it's still that well, you can play it to anybody and everybody loves it. So I could kind of gather that by watching your videos that you're really into it and you know really appreciate the music, and uh, and it sounded really good. It was really fun. Um, are, are you pretty much Thank just uh, relegated to the local scene? Do you get to you know travel around and do do that for the most part, or you just kind of stay stay at home? Well, um, uh, it's been um, mostly around the western United States, but I have been over uh, to the east coast. Um, uh, where I live in Utah, we have a, a big ski resort industry, and so it's it's branched out across the nation because um, what I the one the one unifying thing that I found about uh, people who come to Utah to ski from all over the world is they all know Elvis. They yeah. all know Buddy Holly. They all know Chuck Berry. And so the stuff has just, it's, it's gone crazy. And um, I've actually, in the last three years, I've probably turned down more gigs than I've accepted because I'm um, job number one, a father and a parent, and I have a, a, you know, a nice home in, in, uh, in uh, Ogden, Utah, and I have a nice career in Salt Lake City, Utah. And so um, there may be a time that I um, continue with that and do it, you know, full-time professionally. Um, but uh, right now I'm, I'm just uh, sticking, uh, you know, close to home and just uh, keeping it to where I can kind of keep it <clears throat> to where I'm comfortable with it. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, that's, a, that's a really lame answer. Yeah, but, no, that's um, right. <laughs> it's just uh, for me it's, it's family first. And then maybe later on I might go off and do that. But I, I'm not really in any hurry to get on a tour bus or to, um, you know, go around the world right now and do a lot of traveling because my home life is actually very comfortable. So Yeah, there's no need to, to hurry into that. I mean, you it's about having fun anyway and, and playing in front of some people who are also having fun seeing you. And it's actually nice that you get to turn down gigs. It's a you know, luxury not a lot of musicians get, so 
Oh, nice. really? Uh, yeah. That's nice to hear. Yeah. <laughs> now, I have one quick question. Um, uh, harkening back all the way to Troll 2 and incorporating your band work, um, have you ever done mm-hmm. a song that was a ode or anthem to Troll 2? No, but that's a, that's a good question. Um, it hasn't come up. Most of my original songs have been um, kind of, um, you could almost say, old uh, old style country songs. Uh, they're about broken hearts and they're about failure. So, you know, now that you mention it, in a way, that kind of is what the appeal of Troll 2 is, because I think... I think failure is a universal theme. And when people ask me, you know, what is it about Troll 2 that people really gravitate toward and that people love? And I really think it's because I think everybody in their lives has done something that they really, really tried to do well. And we really did. We really did try to do Troll 2 well. We tried to act well. We tried to work with what we had, and it was a complete failure, but that failure ended up being a tremendous success. So uh, to kind of come back on the, you know, the long way of, uh, of answering your question is, I haven't written any songs about it, but most of my songs are about, you know, a guy who tried his hardest, but failed at it, but that's you know that's something that I think most people can identify with. Um, right, like right. I, I've had, yeah, I, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I I'm a little uh, disappointed that Troll Two has become so successful because for years it was mine. It was my little movie. <laughs> it was the little thing that I knew about and that I cared about, and now everybody knows about it. And uh, so I'm I'm a little disappointed, and I'm I, I can completely identify with that with that um, viewpoint because I was that way for a long, long time. That's actually a really honest and good answer. Um, do you want to transition over to our uh, new thing we're gonna try the the ten questions? Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we want to ask you uh, ten. Random questions, some that you most likely have not been asked necessarily in an interview before. So, um, oh, I would love that. Yeah, yeah. Some of them we we gave you one that was one of the the more like straighter ones. But the uh, uh, Scott, you want to start out with your first one here? Sure. Yeah. These are uh, ten questions you probably have never been asked in an interview before. So, number one, are you ambidextrous? Not as much as I used to be. (laughs) Honest answer. All right. Uh, Number two, Jer. What's your favorite horror movie? Maybe you've been asked that before in an interview, but we're just really curious. Um, my favorite horror movie is also my favorite movie, and it is Alien. Oh, right on. Good answer. <laughs> the original Ridley Scott, like, beautiful. Oh, um, my God. I could, I could go on for days. Suspense. It, the, it, it's perfect. The Hitchcockian. I, I'm probably going to watch it as soon as this interview's yeah. over. I might, I might, too. We might be watching it together. It's like the, yeah. It's, <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, all right. Number three. Uh, do you believe in alien visitations to Earth? Um, no. I do believe that there are many objects that, that are flying and are unidentified, but I don't think any of them are visiting us. Very nice. All right. Uh, who's your favorite Ghostbuster? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to go with Ernie Hudson. All right. 
Nice. (laughs) Um, Number five. If you could star in any summer blockbuster that came out this year, what would it be? Um, Okay, give me a minute. (laughs) Summer blockbuster. Yeah, there's like a hundred each year now, so... I know, I know, but my, like my favorite trilogy, my, oh, I'm sorry, my favorite, like, I, I just love the Indiana Jones movies. I love the Indiana Jones movies. Yes, even the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I love all of them. If I could be an extra in anything involving Indiana Jones, I would do it. Um, I just saw the uh, trailer for the new Mad Max, and I'm so thrilled that the, that uh, Miller has something to do with it. So if it's summer blockbusters, then let's go with Mad Max. All right. All right. Uh, Jer? All right. Um, <laughs> we're going to go to trees now. Evergreen or right. deciduous? Man. I know, I know. We ta- we asked to tackle the tough we, we, questions. We we only asked the hard questions on the Lost Stone podcast. Oh, I know. I understand. You know what? I'm just I gotta go with Evergreen. I, it's Evergreen. Right. I know. Yeah, man. they're Me green too, year man. round. All right, yeah. Evergreen all the way here too. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> number seven. Uh, what's your favorite TV theme song? Um, it's probably, um, the, uh, when they're waiting for the, uh, uh answer to be questioned on Jeopardy. Nice. Yeah. I can't nice. get that out of my head. And I love I'll the fact right that you, up. I love the fact that you said it right too. the answer to be questioned. So, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, well, and also I, I love the theme too. I dream of Jeannie, but that's only because it makes me think of Barbara Eden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's very honest too. We'll, we'll, we'll take both of those as your answer. Um, all right now here's here you're a music guy so who is your favorite dubstep artist dubstep (laughs) yeah um daft punk all right is that dubstep not really but we'll take it we'll take it yeah (laughs) i'm I'm old honestly we (laughs) we don't really know what dubstep is. yeah we're we're old too yeah we were we were actually yeah i think the the my my next question yeah no, I was gonna. I was hoping you'd answer, ask something simple like who's your favorite guitarist, and that's Brian Setzer. But uh, oh, yeah, okay. dubstep. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, honestly, uh, our original question was something a little bit more like uh, natural, something like that. But then we were like, no, let's make it weird. And actually, we were hoping you'd say somebody, and then we would. Our follow up question would be like, could you explain dubstep to us? Because we really don't know. Um, all right, <laughs> all right, uh, Scott, you got the next one here. <laughs> oh God, this one's mine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Out of all the drugs in the world, who's your favorite Golden Girl? Be Arthur. Oh, very Ooh, good. good. I like answer. I I like I like Blanche. She's the slutty one, right? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. I mean, because when I was a kid, I was like, oh man, I wish I had a neighbor like Blanche. She was always like, you know, a little trashy, and you know, I don't know. When you were a kid, and you thought she was probably twenty five. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I don't think I cared when I was a kid. When I was like fourteen, I was like, maybe she'll sleep with me, and that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't have mattered. She like she could have been my nana, yeah. and I would have been like, "All right, she's horny." Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I like the I like the strong gals, the strong okay. stoic yeah. Yankee broads. That's more my style. Oh man, oh all the way, just as just strong as an evergreen. Um, all right, so we're we're gonna get real serious here at the Laws of Home Podcast. The last question is always a real hard one here. Um, in seven words or less, how do we fix the pro- fix the problems in Gaza? Oh wow, 
seven words or less. <laughs> seven words or less. Fix all the world's problems. Yes, exactly. You only have seven words to do it. Uh, let me see. I, I, I have to count this off with my hands. Yes, no problem. I would not touch that with a seven, <laughs> and you can figure out the rest of it. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. That is very fair. That's what, I, that's what I was saying. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thank you very much for fixing no, the world's problems. Great. Yeah. Um, so thank you for being the first of our uh, hopefully many, many, many interviewees who are going to be subjected to our new list of 10 important questions. Yeah, very good. My pleasure. Absolutely. All right. So um, I think I'm all set. Jared, do you have anything to add? No, I think that wraps it up. Darren, you've uh, answered our questions about Troll 2. You've answered our questions about uh, Dizzy DeSoto. Am I correct in that? And, uh, Dizzy DeSoto. All right, yep. yeah, people should check that out, DizzyDeSoto.com. And uh, you have been subjected to uh, the, the 10 questions, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on to Lost at Home Podcast. Thank you very much. My pleasure. It's very nice meeting both of you, and I'm looking forward to hearing this interview played back to me very yeah. soon. Very good. Thank you very yes. much. Thank you very much. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. All right. Thank you, Darren. Thanks. That was great. Uh, thank you, Darren. Uh, um, troll two, really love it. That was a great interview. Um, Jer, you, you brought in those um, those green snacks for us to eat during the interview. Those uh, cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Should... if I'm feeling so great anymore. I mean, uh, once again, no, no, this has nothing to reflect on the interview with Darren. That was amazing. We're you know, so happy to have him on the show. I, but... You know, I am not feeling a hundred percent. We were eating those green snacks. Oh, and... where did you get those? Like, um, I feel dizzy. I would honestly. I went down to there was like like a little pop up stand in, in Montpelier, and uh, this little like a goblin type creature was like, "Want some cookies?" So I thought it was like, "Yeah, why not?" Right? I mean, it speaks to the show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Shit. I'm sorry. I don't, um, I don't know if we can finish the podcast this week. Uh, normally, we would just kick out of the interview into the main part of the show, but I. I think this week we uh I don't want to leave people with a with an absence. We pra- we promised the the 25 okay, episode um, thing. So why don't we just uh Let's uh let's cut right now and let's uh let's start playing something from the archives. Um, yeah, we've got some old radio show episodes. Do you have our old radio? Oh. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, I, I put them on a um oh, hold on. I, you have yeah, some of our on... you have some of our old uh independent prior pri- uh, pri- Pyramia, oh. the the the, oh. the old like uh, the the old radio shows we did. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. let's. Okay. I need to get off air. Uh, right. Those green cookies. I'm just gonna. Th- I'll, I'll, you know what? Trust me, Scott. I'm just gonna toss one of those. All right. We're gonna here. we're gonna play an old uh, episode of the Lost at Home Radio Hour. All right. So yeah, you, you guys have a good Thank week. You. Sorry. Sorry about this. Sorry. But, uh, enjoy something from the past. Welcome everybody to the Lost at Home Radio Hour. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. And my name is Scott Bear. Woo! We are back! We are back, baby. Yeah. Oh. My God, I cannot believe this year went by so fast. This is a, this was a crazy year, man. And not only that, how about the decade, baby? Yeah, I mean, the entire 80s were um, uh, just a trip. I mean, this is a major decade. A major decade. Oh, I know. Um, We're coming to you at the very end of 1989. This will be our last uh, radio show for this year. Um, Christmas is upon yeah, we're us. We're going to take a little Christmas break, a little Christmas break, see a couple of movies, uh, hang out. Yeah, know? and uh, I don't know. Hopefully you get some good presents this year. The, the, you know, I don't know if you're watching the news, but uh, 
uh, a lot of my friends, they have uh, the new Nintendo system that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sega Genesis. Boring. Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? I, I, no, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, Sega. I saw that in, in uh, the, uh, the, the talkie box there, the TV. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing a throwback show today. We're gonna talk. We're like gonna talk like it's the 1950s, everybody. Uh, throwback shows. <laughs> They're so I fun. Know. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, the, like it's one of those TV flashbacks. Of, I, like the everything is. I gotta say, I'm probably a little too old for it, but I really hope I get a, a Genesis this year because I hear Sega's like this up and coming company. I really hear they're gonna be a competitor for Nintendo, yeah. king of video games. 16 bit, man. I'm 16 bits. I mean, I've heard the graphics are basically like. This was like being. Mind blowing. Yeah, it's it's like an interactive, like a, playing an interactive movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I'm so um, bewildered and amazed. Yeah. It's pretty um, awesome, man. I'm yeah, the only it. thing that could make that present better if we would, like, instead of wrapping it in normal wrapping paper or, like, when I was a kid, my parents didn't have a lot of money, so they wrapped my uh, gifts in uh, the funny papers. Yeah, um, yeah. I which pref- I thought was cooler anyway. I'd prefer yeah. it if I also got a second gift and if they uh, wrapped my entire Sega Genesis in a hyper-color T-shirt. Oh, yeah. I love those. The T-shirts where you put your Aren't hand they cool? on you them. You put, like, your hand on them you can see your, your fingerprints. Yeah, the color stuff. changes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even understand cool. that technology. That's, like... So, uh, I don't know. It's it's something out of the future. But. It's like something out of like aliens or something. Like I, I just don't even understand that technology. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll get to it someday. It's some Blade Runner shit. I'm telling you. It's some Blade Runner shit. Uh, all right. So um, yeah. What do we got? What do we got up here? We got some. Well, uh, it's time for uh, headlines. This week in headlines. With this, we're we're gonna talk about the the year in review here, basically. Right? Because, because yeah, some of, and some of the stuff for you uh, uh, avid listeners, you've probably heard some of the stuff before. We've talked about this in piecemeal throughout the year. This is more just a little roundup of all the best pieces from the last year. So, uh, what yeah, are we gonna this, start with, Scott? Here, I don't know. I, I don't mean to, to sound a little uh, insensitive, but this is some bomb news I got coming up oh, here. Oh no! Um, we are gonna talk about uh, Germany. Yeah. Um, it's good for the most part. Yeah, yeah. It's good news. I mean, uh, this actually happened more recently, and we only touched on it in a past uh, radio show. Yeah. Um, the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. Um, or, not that long ago now. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially in the, I mean, I guess it's in the sort of in the process of falling, right? But yeah. it, it's technically fell. Right? It fell. I mean, there's a Tear hole down or the wall. Two. Yeah. Tear down that wall. How do, you, how do you like my impression? <laughs> I have no idea who you are right there. Tear down that wall. Come on, who is that? Who Goodness is that? gracious, tear down that wall. All right, um, you know the thing I think is going to be the, the most amazing outcome of this, and um, I think everyone out there in Radio Land is going to agree with us. Um, they're going to have to make all these new textbooks. And I was uh, just thinking about that. Yeah. I, was, I was doing some research for uh, today's show, and... And in, as I have in the past, and I've been looking through my encyclopedias trying to, like, pick up some little bits and pieces from, like, the, the past. And I realized, like, those things are fucking expensive. I'm going to have to get, like, a whole new set of encyclopedias just to, like, keep up with the times. Because this is going to change a lot of history. Yeah, like that line in, in the middle of Germany. Um, they're going to have to erase that and reprint it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's really not that big, but they're going to have to change the history. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, okay, there's that too. There's, <laughs> you're just talking about changing the maps, yeah. Changing the maps might be a little easier. Every teacher in school yeah. right now is taking whiteout bottles and just, yeah. like, daubing over the line. Oh, there's one yeah. Germany. Class, learn about the one Germany. Now a video, because I had to spend half the time on this segment. <laughs> segment meaning class. Head on the wall. Turn. 
Tear down that wall. Tear down. Tear down the wall. Perhaps you should tear down that wall, father. That was my uh, British accent. Sorry, I've been listening to a lot of Clash recently. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Um, let's see. What else happened this year? Uh, the World Series happened. Yes. Well, it happens every year. Well, yes. Almost every year. But I mean, it happens most Baseball has never yeah. been bigger, and I think a part of it this year was the fact that the earthquake that happened during the uh, Oakland Athletics game. and uh, Yeah. Who are they playing? The Rangers? It was uh, game three of, of all that, right? Was it the Rangers they were that? playing? I actually wasn't even paying attention. I'm a huge Oakland Athletics fan. I mean, Jose Canseco all the way. My prediction, he stays with the Oakland Athletics until he retires. That's my prediction right now. He's been he's been doing really well. I've I like I've been saving his baseball cards and shit like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got the nineteen the nineteen eighty eight Canseco. I'm hoping it's going to be worth a few extra bucks. Yeah, but. I mean those cards, they're tops. Oh, oh. Uh, because that's the name of the company. We used like bells the... and whistles in this show. I mean, a lot of those other shock radio shows have like the boing, yeah, bing, bing. We don't have any it of takes, that. You know, like uh, it takes. I, I mean, I've got some of the technology, but it takes a while to snip yeah. those in. We're we're pirate with... radio. We're yeah. we're we're more independent. I mean, we're yeah. we're coming off a boat docked off the east har- eastern harbor of uh, Maryland. Yeah, um, Baltimore. We can see the lights in the distance. Um, I'm thinking this is not a safe city. I've noticed the crime rates keep going up year after year. Um, I'm thinking in the next few years, if this show takes off, we should move somewhere north. Um, yeah, maybe the, the, New York City would be a good goal. Maybe well, Boston. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of some places where Just like somewhere the, north, northeast. The crack epidemic hasn't quite made it uh, as far. I, that, that's oh, I, I would rather we maybe, should just keep going north. Canada? Yeah, should, we, should, we do a, should we do a Canada. Toronto show? I'm thinking we should do some, uh, yeah, Montreal, Toronto. We could always like meet in the middle and do like a Vermont show or something. Yeah. Do something I don't like know. That. I've heard that state's full of like inbreds and, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, it's a little backwards, but it is northeast. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, year in review. I'm going through my notes. I'm looking to see what else happened. Yeah. You know, those are the only two things I really want to talk about. I mean. Yeah, those are like the big. I mean, there was plenty of other headlines, but we. I mean, people have heard them. We've already. We had a new president this year. I mean, should we mention that briefly? Were you a fan of this choice? Did you did you like this choice? Uh, I, I haven't. I'm not really crazy. I, I mean. It's Bush. I'm not, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not huge into politics, but I, I pay Bush. attention to the presidential elections and things like that. Um, the, the the I don't know the the, the Bush presidency. I mean, I, I know, liked I liked Reagan. He was pretty cool. Reagan was good. Yeah, so, I mean, he brought us uh, the Bush the seems economics. A little, Bush seems a little boring compared to to Reagan, but he wasn't a movie star either. So. You know, I have a we'll weird see. feeling that he um, he's going to be a uniter, not a divider. I yeah. have this weird feeling. I think he's gonna he's gonna bring the parties together for the first time and open up a new era of politics where all yeah, this there, there bickering has, and stuff just there has ends. been a lot of like there has been some division throughout the throughout the eighties. You know stuff that has I know, think the kind same, of started to branch off since the Vietnam War and everything. And can I make a looking? Can I make a prediction? I want to say nineteen eighty nine with the Bush era of presidencies coming in. I want right. to say this is the end of partisanship in politics. I think he's going to be the one who truly ends it. The uniter, not the divider. It's like the it's the Bush legacy is going to be he, the the Bush unites the. the yeah, group. he's going to yeah. stand up and he's going to tell people the what for. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be like you know hey you guys need to do this. If I it, like your your hearkening back to like the 1950s there. Or whatever. What for? <laughs> Sorry, I've been on a yeah. 1950s kick. Yeah. I don't know. I've been watching lots of movies recently. Yeah, I've been I I've, I've been really into the 1950s like horror movies and stuff like that. You know the classics. So 
Yeah. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I well, think I think if Bush doesn't get this right, we're all in trouble. I mean, it can only get worse if he doesn't make it better. Yep. I mean, uh, this is a this is a Lost and Home radio broadcast first, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an announcement here. Um, if it's too hot in the boiler room, get a better job. Come on, people. If you can't take it, just go away. Stop messing <laughs> up the system. <laughs> just are you trying to like say? Can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. I think no, that's... no one would ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my catchphrase, and I'm the first okay. to say it. You're just going with a new thing. If it's, it's too hot in the boiler room, yeah, get a different job. Well, Lost Home <laughs> Radio broadcast exclusive. Well, well, I don't necessarily believe in that. Uh, you know, I thought I was a pretty good president, and uh, this Bush fella, yeah, this young whippersnapper, I don't necessarily believe in what he uh, he believes in. So. Uh, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down my anal walls. Whoa, you went dark with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Come on. Wait, wait, wait. And here's Nancy Reagan with a little bit to chime in okay. on. <laughs> just say no. <laughs> say no to drugs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Was that a spot on Nancy Reagan? I, that was fucking yeah. beautiful Nancy Reagan, man. Hey, she looks good. She she wears those anal beads around her neck. I mean, pearls. Those anal beads she borrowed, she found in, in, in Ron's bedroom. Like, yeah. like ooh, where'd these come from? <laughs> oh, uh, definitely not my hanging out with Gorbachev. Uh... Uh, me and me and Boris and Gorbachev, we weren't having a crazy uh threesome with anal beads or nothing like that. Uh, these are pearls for you, honey. Ooh, just say yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think talking about the presidency was enough. We should. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's it. back down from our headlines. We're going. All right. Um, for all you listeners out there, uh, we're moving into the AV segment, That's audio right. video club. That's right. Well, okay. Um, uh, what do we got? As we... we do every week, we are going to lead in with our call-in segment. Yeah, so, we got some uh, callers. We got some callers. The uh, the regular number to call in for is, of course, one eight hundred five five one 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 zero seven. And if you'd like to call in right now, you can uh, call in and uh, chime in on our next subject. So as we tell the subject, stand by our phones and get ready to dial. Yep. All right. Uh, this week's subject for our call-in segment is the simpsons yes um coming it's up. uh it's coming up next week i believe and i've seen um ads on tv on fox mm-hmm. um i was watching married with children actually the other night and there was uh there was an ad right in between uh you know one of their little funny bits yeah 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 and i and i from what i understand and i i, I was bar- i borrowed one of my friends actually lent me some of the old tracy ullman tapes so i could get kind of up to speed i didn't have a chance to actually watch them can I watch them when you're done? No, I would like to because I was hoping to get them. Uh, maybe we could watch them together and actually sit down because they've got, I don't know, just like a half a dozen, dozen episodes of the Tracy Ullman show with these uh, clips in it because it started as just like these little clips from the Tracy Ullman show. And they, they let me some tapes to, to watch and, and we'll have to get to, to, to together to watch it. So I don't know exactly know what to expect. So I'm curious about it. I've, I again I I've seen. I mean, the, for, the preview, well, let's but. let's catch up the audience in case they don't quite know what we're talking about. Um, The Simpsons isn't your normal show. It's not like Married with Children, but it is. Um, it's yeah, animated. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like it's a silly like family sitcom. Yeah, and it's gonna be prime time. It's gonna be on uh, Fox. I think they're gonna. I think they're debuting on Sunday nights at eight. I'm not entirely sure. I'll have to uh, check out my TV guide yeah, when I get back Thursdays. home. I can't remember. I think yeah. I have, I think I have the it's, it's TV one of, it's, guide. It's a, it's a hot night anyway. It's a hot night to have 
to, to have it. So um, they were actually on the cover of TV Guide last week, and I was kind of surprised by that. Like I saw this yellow family, and like the mother has blue hair, and the dad's bald, and there's uh, three kids. I think I saw three. It might have been two. I'm not sure. Um, sorry, our listener audience, uh, if we're a little off on this. Yeah. But um, I guess our question to the audience out there, and we'll give you guys a couple moments to call in while we talk about our next yeah. segment, and then we'll come back to this when you guys finally call in. Um, what do you think about having an animated sitcom on TV? Uh, I believe the last time this was ever attempted was the Flintstones. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I just I wonder what our audience thinks about this. Um, we'll take the Wilma! first Wilma! <laughs> we'll take the first caller who calls in, and we'll, uh, we'll discuss this with you. Um, you like how I did that? How I did a... <laughs> I did, I a did. A little, uh, it was sort of like uh, Fred Flintstone there. It was, yeah. It was, Wilma! Wilma! You know, it was a lot like... Yeah. Yeah, you... I it... thought you were doing Casey Kasem for a second, but... <laughs> Here we are. This next one goes out to Wilma. I do a better Casey Kasem. Just this, stop This it. next one goes just, out just to Wilma. Just stop it. You're embarrassing yourself on air. I embarrass, I, I embarrass wah, myself wah, everywhere. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I wish we had some sound effects and we were a little bit more high tech than we are, yeah. but we are coming from a hey someday random Let, radio let's station. Let's look to the future for that one. Yeah, right. Hey, right. that's actually that's a segment coming up. So oh, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we wait for callers to call in. Um, uh, I want to talk briefly about um an indie horror movie that uh, a friend of mine. He's actually the uh, the lighting guy for it. Um, it's called Troll Two. Oh yeah, yeah. I you know it's. You mentioned this. I don't know. Have you seen the first Troll movie? Because I did. I was. I did. Yeah, I rented it down at the local video store. Um, it was. Uh, I really liked it. It was, it was good. Fun. The copy I got a hold of, though, I got to say, someone their machine ate the hell out of that tape. Oh, really? Was it all warbly? About halfway through, shit? it just yeah. completely like degraded into nothing, and I just was like, "Barf me out!" I have no clue what I'm doing watching this. Should I return it? And I, I wrote it through, and I waited, and it uh, actually cleared up. Um, I think I missed like one of the plot points, but it didn't seem to matter. The movie seemed pretty okay, kind of scary, but kind of not. Yeah, it was interesting. I liked the you know some of the special effects were neat. There was a cool little there the settings, the cinematography, all that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually stuff. hoping like maybe next week if I pick up the new uh, Fangoria or Starlog, they might actually mention this as being like uh, you know something in the works of Troll Two. Yeah, Troll yeah. Two that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just hoping because um, yeah, my buddy he's the uh, the lighting guy on it, yeah. and he said that he's really excited. He said they're taking the best parts of the first one and invigorating some new blood into it with a full new cast, and it's got these uh, up and comers. I believe uh, Darren Ewing is uh, a teenage newcomer, first time actor who's going to be uh, working as one of the cast members. Okay. Um, what's the other guy? Hardy. Um. Tom Hardy. Chris or Tom Hardy? Um, Chris or Tom Hardy? Yeah. I don't know. Tom I, Hardy, I think, yeah. yeah. I would have to, you know. I'd have I'd, to go back and read that. I think it was Fangoria. Yeah. I think that they had a. Yeah, I can't remember where it. where you, it, it was your copy that I use it. So I, I use Well, yeah, I'm using, I'm using the information that I got both from my friend who's a lighting guy and from some magazines. So and they're, neither of them were with me, which just me and Jeremiah here in the studio talking about radio stuff. Rah, rah, rah. Yep. Um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to this thing. I mean, the first Troll was good enough. I want to see what Troll 2 brings to the table. I figure, you know, with all these, with this rash of great 80s sequels, um, Aliens being the, in my opinion, better sequel to Alien. Yep, Lethal Weapon 2 we had. And Empire Strikes Back being the better sequel to Star Wars. I'm thinking this might be the decade of, uh, of sequels. And, oh, shoot, um, I did mess up on this in one part. It's being filmed now, so it won't come out until 1990. Um, okay, so maybe it'll hearken a continuation of this great age of maybe good sequels. it will extend the age yeah. of great sequels into the 1990s. Okay, and oh. we'll see. Maybe we'll see some. I don't know. Uh, ah, 
some some other great sequels. Hey, um, we uh, we actually our board lit up. Um, oh, good. All right, we got somebody. Uh, we have someone who wants to uh, chime in on the uh, talking the Simpsons Simpsons story. So here, I'm just gonna uh, pipe him right in, and let's uh, let's see what he has to say. Hey, uh, long time listener, first time caller. Hey, at, just had to chime in on this. There's no way a cartoon can work in prime time. I mean, what adult would want to watch that and not feel ridiculous? Um, uh, wow. Well, okay. Okay. Um, if you I want mean, to I hold can... for a second, let's uh, let's let's address that. I can. I mean, I can see again. We're we're coming from a generation that is a little bit removed from the Flintstones, so I can't necessarily answer how that was uh, accepted back in those days. Um. I can kind of get that where, you know, I'm a little bit of an adult. Yeah. And especially on a network that airs something like Married with Children, it's very raunchy and very grown up. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm, what I might do is I'm definitely, I'm going to watch it. I won't necessarily admit to watching it until I get a feeling for like what the the community community really feels yeah, last thing it. I want to is do it is okay be a to grown watch? man who's like bragging to all his friends about that great cartoon I just saw it would just feel awkward cartoon yeah I mean cartoons we you know they're they're, they're known a medium to be for kids for, for kids on like Saturday morning you you get up you watch your your He Man you watch your you know you watch your cartoons Transformers I mean yeah. classics man the, the GI Joes etc cetera, etc cetera. you you know you do that and they live on with you at, you know as an adult but you know as an adult you don't necessarily pick up a new cartoon so. That's fine and all, but wouldn't you end up single? Mom, I'm on the radio. Shut up. Sorry. Wouldn't you end up single forever if people knew you watched this? I mean, come on. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, uh, that's a good... Did his mom just interrupt him on the phone? While he's worried about people <laughs> saying single. <laughs> I gotta say, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. Like, clearly, he's calling... Like, he lives with his mom. And he's worried about whether or not he's going to be single from watching a cartoon. Yeah. I'm just saying, you can probably, dude, I'm, I hate to say it, I think cartoons are the least of your fucking problems right now. Yeah, and I gotta say I mean, it, first it, of all, get either get out of your mom's basement or living room, or, I mean... And give it a try. Just give this show a try. I mean, honestly, if it's, been, if it's on Fox, which yeah. is a newer network, I gotta say, so far, they've kind of been hitting slam dunks. Um, let's all give it a try. They've been, yeah, they've been right on top of it. And let's all uh, let's all privately talk about it later behind our good friends' backs. So they don't make fun of us. Exactly. And then <laughs> when finally the the status quo says it's okay to talk about it, and maybe I don't know, okay to move out of your mom's house, then we can finally start talking about it. All right. And, um, Eric left the line, but um, thank you for calling in, Eric. Um, I got his name beforehand. Okay, to... Eric. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Um, we have a lot to cover in AV, so let's keep rolling. Um, John Hughes is on a roll. Uh, John Hughes, Breakfast Club, correct? Yes. Yes. Um, amazing director, writer. Uh, this guy's just tops. Uh, this year, in review still, yes. he slam dunked it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, what were they? Well, I rem- okay, the one I remember the most is uh, Uncle Buck, personally. Yes. I mean, John Candy, we all loved him from his Canadian days. Um, yep. I um, uh, yeah. I do get the CBC on my TV. I only get like five channels, but we're all... Well, you're, you're lucky. I get two with, if I move my router, the uh, the, the rotor, you know, the to the right area, you know, the, the freaking uh, fucking giant antenna needs to take like 40 minutes to maybe get there. And then if, that's if my mom, who I don't live with, is standing out there <laughs> with fucking tinfoil on her head, hopefully... Getting things uh, in, in the right direction. Yeah, but, uh, so I get two. I get CBS and ABC right now. We've seen John Candy in a couple other movies. Uh, you and I go to the theater often. We yeah. uh, we catch these nice, you know, hi-fi movies, and they're yeah. great. 
Um, he was in a couple we saw earlier. I think he was, uh, wasn't he in uh, Nash Lampoon's uh, Vacation? Wasn't he the security guard at uh, Wally World? Oh, wow, yeah. But it was a bit part. I mean, it that was, was a couple yeah. years ago now. I, I totally yeah. forgot about it, It was too, a bit part. He wasn't a, he wasn't a bit actor necessarily. But yeah, it was kind of like what he was getting, right? But so. for for uh, the great country of America, he uh, his first movie was this year. And it was, uh, who's Harry Crumb? Yeah, um, yeah. I watched it with you. We, yeah. went to, we went down to the local Cineplex at the mall. And uh, it yeah. was good. It was good. Um, wasn't great. I mean, I'm not gonna brag to my friends later I might, on. I might try it out again when it comes out for rental. I might check it out. Yeah, but um, Uncle Buck definitely his starring role. John Hughes wrote him the perfect part. That movie has heart. It's funny. I, I just think every part of it's almost perfect. Well, it just really suits the kind of person I think that uh, John Candy probably is at heart. He's like, you know, a little abrasive. Totally has to be, but down deep down inside, he's that teddy bear. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and uh, uh, John and fucking hilarious. And the second so. one, um, you didn't mention, uh, yeah. John Hughes knocked out of the park even better with the uh, third National Lampoon's movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, the first one I said came to mind was yep. Uncle Buck because that one really was. But the uh, but it's Christmas time. Come yeah, on, it's Christmas in like eight I, days. That's why I was waiting for it to be the second one we talked about. Right. It's, it's called Setup, Scott. Oh, you're you gonna know? school me on radio? On the radio? <laughs> I'm gonna school you on radio. You think our radio That's... listeners gonna want to hear you talk radio to me about radio on the radio? No, radio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um. Yeah. But um. National Lampoon's Xmas Vacation, Christmas Vacation. Um. Third installment. And I gotta say, I wasn't too happy with European Vacation after no. the amazing original Vacation. Yep. Yep. But this one. This one lives right back up to it, if not better. Crap. The squirrel in the tree. Um, that's exactly what I was just going to say. That was really what I was going to think of. Uh, or uh, Randy Quaid pumping his uh, RV oh, shitter into the uh, yeah. street sewer while smoking a cigar. Or, or or like the waxing of the sled right before it, and then he just fucking yes. goes down in like a flaming trail. Yes. Oh, my God. Such a great movie. Or when the police tell him to freeze, and uh, his wife is Chevy Chase's wife is grabbing his junk, and then when she goes to shake that woman, uh, the woman's hand who called the police, like, "Hi, nice to meet you." Grabs her hand, shakes it, and it puts her hand right on his junk yeah. again. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry, ju- junk. Uh, yeah, some of our illusions may be confused. I'm sorry, I make up my own slang sometimes. Um, his dick. Yeah, it was his dick. Joystick, if you his will. Joystick. She was yeah. uh, she was uh, throttling that Atari pretty hard. Ooh. Whoa. I oh. see. You're bringing video games back into it. She's uh, trying to find the new Genesis from his Sega. Yeah, boy, you sure did twenty six hundred that Atari, etc. She's uh, she's powering up with Luigi's mushroom. Oh, um, <laughs> better better blowing that and wiggle it a couple of times to make sure it works. And then punch, punch when it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like our, I like our, 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 our uh, analogies for boinking with uh, the, the fucking Nintendo and, and Sega. That's great. Oh, we sound like a couple of Valley Girls trying to make up words to sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Um, all right. Let's move into the um, TGIF. Uh, People have been watching TGIF for a couple years now, and I just wanted to hit on real quick that um, two of the newer shows, Family Matters and Perfect Strangers, right. yep. are pretty damn good. I like them. I like them. They're, they're good family time. I mean, Yeah. I mean, Family Matters didn't hit home for me until last week's episode. Um, I actually, I know when, why. I say, when I say last week's, it was two two days ago, but... Um, yeah, this past this past week's episode, they had a they had a special character who we've never seen before. Yeah, it's funny because I've been holding on to Family Matters like because it's just part of the block, and I like it. And I, it's not that I wouldn't without this, but this new character kind of he solidified it, it for me. Like I'm, I want to see him again. I'm hoping that this character comes back, and I'm thinking like, but 
he was. Still, I mean, I'd say cool, but not. You know. No, yeah. anti-cool. Yeah, a little bit. He's like the know. anti-drug. Yeah. Just say no. Just to say, him. Yeah. But don't. Only he's just funny. say yes to this character. What was and, that catchphrase that? Or not? It wasn't even a catchphrase. It was just that line he said that was so amazing. Yeah, but it, it just caught me. It was just the uh, the was like a. Do you have any cheese? Perfect. Yes. When he said that, I was I was on the floor. I yeah, just couldn't stop laughing. Do you have any cheese, please? He came in and he was all like, uh, I, "Okay, how about this? How about a little game? We sometimes play these little back and forths." Scott, okay. Okay. I'm with you're, you. You're a writer for for Family Matters, right? And, and he becomes a main character. He becomes a main character. We've got. Do you have any cheese as a uh, catchphrase? Give me another one right now. Okay. Okay. Um, here, he, how about this? He comes through the door. Did I say that? Is that good? So it's like when, he, he, when something he says bad, something awkward, but then he realizes, you. like the do, do you have cheese? Like he yeah. realizes maybe he's more deep. I uh, yep. Maybe he's a smarter because he is a genius. Like he looks like one. He's a he's a he's a nerd. He's a turtle sure. nor, yeah. nerd. Total dork. Yeah, yeah. Major dork. Major. Yeah. Um. Oh. Do you have Do you have one? Uh. Yeah. How about this one? Uh. He comes through the door. Boom comes through everybody's like what's this guy doing here and he's like uh-oh spaghettios i like that i, like I better that. sweep like up the floor from all the stuff i just spilled i like that i like that i'm so clumsy how about uh how about uh how about um how about he comes in okay and you know how he wears those shorts with the suspenders yeah, yeah. he walks in the door and he goes me my shorts Oh, I like that. Meet him. I like, like, that. Like, like, he, like he walks yeah. with his pelvis out with yeah. his little shorts on. my shorts. Yeah, that'd be a good yeah. one. Yeah, and, he, uh, and then he, uh, yeah, how about this? He walks in and he just, he looks at everybody and goes, yeah, all right, we're having a great time. Party out now. And then like music plays and he starts doing like a crazy dance where he's like. I like that. Yeah, and he's like, that's right. Do you have any cheese? I like that. So far, so good. No, pretty catchy. All right, all right. Um, and uh, Perfect Strangers too. I gotta say, it's good. It feels a little racist yeah. this time with the uh, USSR having all the issues they are having. Yeah. I mean, hearing this character that really sounds Eastern European slash Russian. Now that there's no wall, yeah. it's okay. We can say whatever we want. We're breaking down the barriers of racism. I don't know if I'm. Jack Palance <laughs> or Ronald Reagan. Good take. Good take. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a good show. I mean, I like the whole dynamic between the uh, the cousins. and Yeah. Cousin Larry Appleton. Larry Appleton. Cousin Larry Appleton. Or, or did he have any catchphrases so far? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Like the, oh. don't be ri- Wait, wait. Let me try to go. Let me try to get it. Try- oh, I can nail this one. I practiced it in the mirror earlier. All right. You ready? Don't be ridiculous. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Dracula? Did I, did I nail it? I, think I nailed it. Yeah, Dracula, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, like, it, it, the next couple episodes, all of a sudden, Balky's just replaced. There's no more Bronson Pinchot. Now it's just Dracula plays, like, cool, don't be ridiculous. And I'll suck your blood. Okay, I've got, I've got a new catchphrase for that, too. Okay. It goes like this. Where I come from, it's very, very complicated politically. 
There are people on both sides who want to kill me. My family, we live in poverty. Oh, goodness gracious, I come to this land hoping for freedom. I come, the Statue of Liberty looks at me with a gleam in her eye. She says, please, you come to me. You have a great time here. And then I go, uh-oh, do you have any cheese? I, um, I picture people saying that on the street. Tomorrow, <laughs> just to each other in passing. I'm not necessarily the greatest catchphrase artist. I have to admit, I could do better with catchphrases. Now, uh, we're going to move into the uh, audio part of the AV Club, the audio video oh, club. The we audio spent a part. lot more. We spent a lot more time this week uh, talking on the video because it's the year-end review, and there's been actually a lot of good stuff happening there, there really and upcoming. Yeah. And we, we again, we haven't bothered repeating some of the stuff we had before because you know about a lot of the good shit, a lot of the fun stuff. Yeah, so. so we're gonna move into the audio portion yeah. real quick, like. Pump up the jam, pump it up. Why your feet are stumping, and the jam is pumping. Look ahead, the. All right, wow. time for the audio segment. Two of All my right. favorite songs of this year, by the way. Yep. Gotta say, I like me a little Technotronic. Yeah. Like I myself will. a little Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, yeah. Millie, Millie Vanilli is some hot shit right now. So. I gotta say, I saw them live the other night, and I just, I could not believe Did you go to, like, the... one of their concerts? Yeah, just... no, I went to. There was one in Baltimore Holy that shit. night. I mean, since we live so close on our offshore barge radio show, yep. um, I decided to uh, pop over to the shore real quick. Um, I went to one of their concerts live. And did it Millie sound? Vanilli, was it like was it like high quality? Did it sound a lot like it does on the recording? It sounded like as clear stereophonic as we're used to. Very high def. Yep. Um, it was very good. I mean, all I could think of was I can't believe I'm watching these guys sing live. It's amazing. As far as live performances go, all their harmonies right on, shit like right that. Right nice. on. Nice. I mean, this was probably the best live show I've ever they, this seen. Is, like they've. They, you know, they had their monster hit earlier this year. This is like now they've got the the, the the second hit coming. So it's been it's been a killer year for them anyway. So I'm you know, really I, hoping I, to hear I a lot more. This being the first of probably ten gold albums. Well, I mean, if they're anything like because it's it's got the little bit of the uh, I don't know new the kind of the new wave meets R and B feel that we're seeing a lot nowadays with like even some of like Madonna's later stuff and, and uh, but like getting a little bit out of just. The, the mid 80s stuff but a little bit more into the new you can kind of get the yeah, I think we're on the, what they're doing we're shaping, on the cusp of a new decade they're shaping I feel like the sound bridging. of the 90s I yeah think, they're, they're, they're the bridge they're, they're yeah. the sound that's going to bring and the i think 80s we're going to remember we're going to remember them bringing the 80s into the 90s um in the same way that we remember like the rolling stones and and these these people who really shaped a generation and shaped a decade of music so uh looking forward to more of their stuff now, uh, earlier uh, this year, and I actually yeah. didn't bring this into the show because we've had a large schedule. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but there was another uh, artist that I discovered. Um, I have a couple friends who actually live in the outskirts of Baltimore, and um, I go over and hang out at their house sometimes. Uh, we have these pizza parties, and we watch uh, VHS movies at night after you know trying to argue for 20 minutes at the video store which one to pick out. Uh, that's, um, that's, the that's, worst part. My, that's probably my worst part of any night. I so, love watching the movie. I, I hate picking it out with friends at the video store. Sometimes you just wish you could go to a video store and they would just have like, you know, five things to watch. I know. it's like too overwhelming sometimes. There's like 300 movies There's in like, that video what you, store. Yeah, what and do what do you pick? Yeah. There's I mean, all, that's, that's just too there, many. There's like the shelf of like, you know, 50 and then to you, 60 horror movies alone. We're horror movie fans. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, obviously... 
I want to see some that I've seen before, maybe like a second time, but I want to see some newer ones or maybe check out like. I usually I go on Thursdays where they have the uh, the get two get one free. I like so you that, get yeah. the extra movie. Yeah, that, that's cool. I really yeah. dig so that. So it's like ten bucks for three movies. It's okay, really but back yeah. to my story. Yeah, um, anyway, me and like five friends uh, from the outer Baltimore area, we were uh, we went to the video store and like Jay was like, uh, yeah, I want to get this uh, this. And I don't even remember what he picked. It was something stupid and retarded. Right. Um, but everyone, Micah picked one. No clue what he wanted. And I was just like, you know what, I don't care. You guys just pick one, we'll go home. Uh, Long story short, we're driving in the car back, and they pop into their cassette deck. Um, Biz Markey? Have you ever heard of Biz Markey? I don't think so. That sounds, uh, what, like... He's a he's, he's, he's a rap artist. Um, I don't listen to a whole lot of rap or, uh, what do they call it, hip-hop? Yeah. Um, There's been some good stuff that I have heard, but this is something that was completely new to me. Um, I'm gonna play a little clip here. I have the uh, the single here in the studio, and nice. I'm just gonna pop that in real quick. Up. And uh, let's see if you guys feel the same about it. We're only gonna play like a 10 second clip. Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date, but a year to make love, she wanted you to wait? Let me tell you a story of my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping porn with. I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. It actually it has a nice feel. I mean, when it hit, kicks into the chorus, well, it's got a little bit of. A I gotta say, my there. friends were all singing in the car, and I kind of felt awkward, like I didn't know the words, but it's so easy to learn. It's just like, yeah. baby, I got you. Wait, actually, yeah. I don't remember the words. Yeah, was that one of them? Yeah, I, I don't that... know. I, I honestly, I'm. Oh, just... you're disagreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you clearly don't know the words. I really don't, but I love the chorus. Yeah, yeah. It's very catchy. I just can't. Yeah, you're probably right. It. Yeah, you're probably right. I think that was one of the lyrics. Yeah, you're I think probably was, wait, right. Let me, let me think harder. I think it was like you. You got what I need. You say I'm just a friend. Okay, but I'm really not. <laughs> I okay, doubt I need to go that's back it. In. Come on. After, doubt... this, after this show, I'll play the rest of the good single for you, and we can actually try to harmonize together. Okay, we'll do okay. some. We'll do some white boy hip hopping. Yeah. Wow. Good. Can you imagine the day when a white guy raps? <laughs> uh, you mean... know that someday someone's gonna try that. Like nothing can ever go not undone once it's been thought. Yeah. Deep moments with Scott Bear. What do you know? Hey. <laughs> oh wait, could that be a more you know moment? <laughs> I think so. The more you know. The more you know. If yeah. someone said it, someone will do it. White people will rap. <laughs> Dude, well, I, can't. I don't know. I mean, come hey, on. Hey, uh, there's a cartoon in primetime right now. I mean, let's, let's face it. White maybe people... the maybe the white people in the car. Oh, wait, they're yellow. We've we've the yellow done... people in the cartoon will rap. That's true. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe like that'll bring it out. I mean, come on. Let's face it. As white people, let's admit we may have stolen a music or two. So you don't think we're gonna? I don't know. Maybe usurp this one at some point. Maybe. I'm just going to take it. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Um, this is seem to have shuffled have to my... I shuffled my show notes in an awkward manner, and I'm trying to get them back in order. Um, yeah, let me see here. Show notes. Okay. Um, sorry, audience. Um, okay, we are back. Um, in the year 2001 is our oh. next segment. Okay. All right. In the year 2001. All right, this is our segment where we like to talk about the future. What will life be like in the future? The year 
2001. Year 2001, ladies and gentlemen. This is like Blade Runner The year shit. 2001. Now, you saw the movie That's Terminator, not too far right? Away nowadays. Like, I know when we were doing this way back, it seemed like crazy. That's not too far away. No, no, no. It's like 11 years out. Yeah. But yeah, it's but still it, the future. When we is, started this is. segment, it was about 10 years ago. So that yep. was 21 years out. I know, Jesus. Yeah. Yep. And we're getting closer to some of the stuff we predicted, uh, I don't know, quite a while ago. But. But you um, saw the movie Terminator, right? I did, absolutely. All right, so for the year 2001, machines are going to kill us all. <laughs> all. Oh, so, all, okay. Well, all. That's an echo. I don't. You don't have good recording equipment, so I, don't, I, know, I can't do I, the echoes. We, I, I seriously, I have a preamp, and that's it. I don't have any of the fancy do you wanna, stuff. Do you want to cover this story, or do you want me to? You mean about how we're going to get uh, ripped apart by, yeah. by uh, the, robots. the robots? And computers, apparently. Well, what uh, what else is there to say? Like robots will, uh, we will program the robots to do good things for us, right? Yeah. And then uh, we will well, program the, them to be robot maids. self-sufficient, and they Ro- will then make other robots and be become smarter than us and train other robots to become smarter, and they will kill us. What else is there to say? Oh, well, I think you just said it all. But being the year in review that it is, we're uh, looking back at a story from January 13th of this year. Okay. Um, the Friday the 13th virus infects hundreds of IBM computers. Oh, yeah, computer viruses. It's a totally different type of virus that you're talking about. Wow, hundreds of computers. That's like the majority of computers. Well, yeah, you got to think about it. Like all the, I There's mean, only tens of like hundreds, the main, right? The main at this frame. moment? Yeah, I mean, the... I don't know anyone who actually owns one of their home. Well, yeah, at the I mean, moment. I'm They're guessing expensive. I'm guessing a lot of these had to like, they were hooked up to like some big mainframes and, and whatnot. And, yeah, this was in know. Great Britain, and you um, know, like when you what like war games style. Yeah, you know, where, like yeah. The, where those big mainframes you got to like hack into, and you got that one access to that big computer. Like I'm guessing it was like those big computer centers that that it affected. Yeah, so um, in Great Britain, um, this virus, and don't confuse that with the kind of virus you get and get sick with in the winter. This no. is a computer virus. Yeah. Yes, your expensive, giant, blocky computers that you're buying now for your family for like $10,000, um, they can get a virus just like you, and it can destroy everything on them. Yeah. So um, basically, all these computers in Great Britain were wiped out, completely destroyed by something no different than the common cold. Wow. See if yeah, I've heard of like glitches and bugs being you know injected into computers, but something this big is is not just it's not just that it's new and it's like oh, oops, this is scary. This is like uh, technological warfare. Yes, I know. We're entering a new age. It's time to get afraid. I mean, you think that your family needs one of these uh, microprocessor computative yeah. devices? Um, maybe you should think again because yeah. if your they kid- can get viruses. Maybe they can give you viruses. Yeah. My thought is anything more than a Sega Genesis, and you don't need it. Oh, yeah. If it has a joystick, I mean, you're good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was, a, that was I didn't realize that was such a male-centric joke. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So uh, we're moving from that into our uh, new segment. This is going to be a first one for the Lost Gnome radio broadcast. Uh, we are going to introduce a new person to the show because he, uh, he has a little something to say about this one news story. And because we like him and we've talked with him over the last afternoon, we had to fly him out here. He's staying at our place. Um, he's actually staying on the mobile radio barge that we radio broadcast from. Um, yeah. We've gotten to know him really well, and he's a really stand-up guy. He's nice. He's a little crass at times, but you know what? It's, uh, it's international differences. We're not used to meeting someone from so far away. There's... No uh, no easy way to communicate across the globe. 
at this point in time. So meeting someone from this far away was kind of breathtaking. And we're going to have him on the show. That's like time differences. And yeah, we're going to have him on the show for a new segment that? called uh, Dingo Droppings. That's not a knife. That's a knife. All right. Welcome, Bruce Bruce Moran, to the show for the first time ever. Hello there, Han. Thanks for having me. Hi. Uh, hey, Bruce. Uh, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, once again, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, it's been a heck of a heck of a trip over here. I didn't really know too much about the United States, other other than uh, you know what I've what I've read in the papers and things like that. I haven't actually had the, the pleasure of being over here, even though technically I guess I'm off offshore a little bit. So uh, we're you know. not quite interna- international waters. So technically, you are in the U.S. Yeah, you're still in the U.S., man. You you know you. I hope you actually get a chance to pop out on shore and have a little good time anyway. Yeah, and unlike us, uh, you're not born in the U.S.A. We are born in the U.S.A. Is that one of yours? Yes, that's an original piece. I've, nice. I've been working so on that. It's actually pretty good. Eh? Oh, thank you. Thank I'm you. just kidding. I know that. Okay, nah. I was trying to. I was trying nah, to pull one right. over. U.S. music makes it over our way as well. I was um, trying to pull some of the uh, the wool over your uh, sheep. Right, as yeah. they say in Australia, right? Yeah, I like the way that you tried to meld in your absolute ignorance to my country. And hey, I even. know a lot about Australia. I watched Crocodile right. Dundee. Oh, great! Yeah, everybody likes to come up to me and say, "Hey." I know a lot about the uh, the the outback because I've been watching Crocodile Dundee. I love I love it. Everybody asks me to like kill snakes and uh, and 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 blow shit up and uh, you know save people and and kill things with Bowie knives. And the thing about it is, I usually do because that is actually very pretty much accurate. So you know that's the way she goes. Uh, Bruce, the reason we brought you here, uh, and actually uh, this this is about and Scott, you have a little bit more information about this. There's a story that you said that you. Uh, Bruce are actually familiar with here. Yeah, that's right. I hear that you guys uh, want a little bit of information on this little uh, special thing that uh, happened over across the seas here. Yeah, um, over in uh, Ipswich. Am I saying that right? Is that Ipswich? Yeah, that's right. Ipswich, Australia. Um, uh, A couple, uh, Harold and Deegan, their front lawn was covered with about 800 sardines that rained from above during a light rain shower. Uh, I think it was just a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's standard. No big deal. That happens often down there. I mean, All raining animals is usually biblical. Yeah, no. Normally, people think about it riding koalas or kangaroos or something like that, and those are very those are, those, those hit people a lot more. Which is weird why this one made it into the the into the news because this one's not big. Normally, any sometimes it rains a, a Australian animal, it kills thousands of people. When it can't <laughs> rain, I don't know if you heard about it because a lot of our, our news doesn't make it across the seas here. Uh, three weeks ago, it rained kangaroos for three days. We were up to our necks in kangaroos. I can't believe the uh, New York Times didn't cover that. Every elderly person in the in the whole country died. Wow! And didn't even make it in the news here. Well, uh, I I mean I, I don't know why I didn't make it over the news here because I would assume every elderly person dying in an entire continent and country would make some headlines. Right? Yeah, I mean I read about this in the New York Times myself, so I'm surprised that didn't make it into the Times. Well, this one I think was different because there's this this like media love, you know, this is like a media bias of fish. Every time, like, there's a fish-related story, a fish falling out of the sky or something like that, all of a sudden it's all over the media. You know, you throw a mammal down from the sky, you throw something else down from the sky, it's like, who gives a shit, you know? It's not about the people dying or anything like that, it's about how crazy the story is. All of a sudden there's a fish falling down from the sky, and it's, to me it's no big deal, you know? It's, it's, it belongs in the, in, the, in the water anyway. Big deal if it comes from up above in the water down, or down below, up. 
You know, if all of a sudden, <laughs> if thousands of sardines came flying up from underneath and was like, hey, I'm just coming up from a little bit of a fucking bayou or something like that, nobody would think anything of it. Taking their rain down, big old deal. Now, uh, while we have you on the show, um, we've already covered that story about as much as it needs to be covered. I have one last question for you before you uh, go back. All right. Um, is it true, do the uh, toilets down in Australia actually uh, flush in reverse from the toilets in our hemisphere? Yes. Yes. Huh. Is that disorienting to you to actually flush here and then to turn around and see the opposite? Like, have you ever gotten dizzy? No, I don't think anybody would ever do that. It's kind of a ridiculous question. <laughs> I just don't know much about Australia. I'm really reaching Norm- okay. here to find things we can talk about that bridge the cultural gap. Normally, when I look down in the in the toilet, I don't say, oh, I wonder which direction that's going. It it's doesn't really matter. to you, right. But it's, it doesn't matter about it being natural it's why the hell do you are you paying that much attention to your toilet i guess maybe, oh, okay. i this, guess maybe we have different prerogatives yeah uh well, i sorry I, I, I sorry that like was a to, big word yeah. for an australian i apologize excuse me prerogatives uh, did did i just create animosity that's gonna last for no actually ages? i have no idea what the, the word means oh, okay um <laughs> it's it, a very big word for australians it uh it um they like to stick to one, one, two syllables at most, you know? That's why you all call them kangaroos. We just call them roos. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Call them kangaroos to me. I had to learn that word when I came over here. So instead of sardines falling on the lawn, did you guys call them... Um, it's uh, dinos. Dinos. <laughs> you know, in America, they would think dinosaurs were falling on your lawn. Well, that happened once, too. Four weeks ago. Nobody fucking covered that one, either. Oh, it's a big deal, right? I mean, fucking T-Rex falling, all that shit. Now, big deal. All right. Well, <laughs> what am I going to say? I don't know. All right. Um, Jared, mean, do you have anything to pipe in on this with? Uh, I don't know. It sounds like kind of cut and dry here. Like, uh, I mean, not to, you know, insult your country or any other continent. What, what do you, what do you consider country or continent? Well, I mean, it's a, it's both, right? I mean, a little bit of both, a little bit of column A, column B. Uh, but now, I mean, it, it was, I don't know, it's an important story, all that kind of stuff. And I, I really hope that. You know, maybe, how about this? You guys clearly don't know a whole lot about my country and continent. And uh, how about from now, if, 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 if ever you guys want a little bit of insight as far as, you know, what's going on down under, why don't you give me a call? I'd love to enlighten you and your listeners. Uh, again, I don't know a whole lot about what's going on over here either, other, other than, you know, whatever comes across the seas here uh, via the news and such. So why don't we use this kind of as a, a back and forth mishmash uh you know you invite me on and i invite you on etc cetera, etc cetera. we learn from one another all right I sounds like good yeah sounds good to me yeah i'm game all right so uh in the future we hope to have uh bruce bruce back on again thank That's you for right. uh being on the air i really appreciate it guys thank all you. right all right we're gonna move on to our next segment uh since we're running short on time in our radio hour Um, hopefully if we, uh, go over a little bit, people won't tune out. They'll expect it to just, you know, be there. Um, we're going to move into, uh, media droppings. Who dropped the media? All right. Um, our first media dropping is a story about two, uh, burglars. And, uh, I don't know if you read the story ahead of time. I didn't. I, I, I know you... Uh, yeah, I read this in the paper the other day. Um, okay, so... I don't get I don't get to, all the same uh, same clippings that you did. Yeah, I, I, I... I know you bring them to For the, to for the radio thing, show, but... I try to make sure I subscribe to at least, you know, three or four of the major newspapers and a couple of the local ones. This actually came from one of the uh, the major media 
newspapers. Uh, which one was it? I think it wasn't the New York Times. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the story goes as this. Two men aged 16 and 18 after an attempted burglary in Larkspur, California, scaled a chain link fence outside of town to evade police who were following them. Only to discover later that the fence was the outer perimeter of the San Quentin prison where the guards <laughs> soon arrested them. Oops. Yeah. I mean, all I, think of, all I can think of was like Hogan's Hero style stuff. Like, we need to break out of this, you know, this this Nazi prison camp. And they're like, we're going to break into this prison. Yeah, it just feels like a comical kind of like situation. Like, you can almost see it in a sitcom. Like, these two guys go scale the wall. Yeah. They fall down and they have like that rapid Whoa. chase scene where they run around the prison's outer gate. <laughs> yeah. And on they finally make it like, oh, and they, you know, they adjust their cap and they're like oh finally we're out and then it's like oh no what did you do bleepity boop so that's you, my that's you know my you know what i think they should do you know since they were in that kind of trouble i think they should because i mean if you're running that hard your feet are definitely stumping oh it's funny because i thought i, you, I thought weird, you were gonna right? have them blame it on the rain because no like, they... oh why couldn't you scale that fence properly and go to the right place go oh, Blame it on rain. No, I think, in a, I think in a situation like that, all you can really do is pump up the jam. You gotta pump up the jam. I mean, because they're gonna be uh, pumping iron soon yeah. in jail. I, I hope the, I hope the <laughs> pump up. up the jail. Oh, yeah. pump. pump up the iron. Pump it up. Don't get raped. <laughs> <laughs> jail. Yeah. Techno, Don't go there. <laughs> Technotronic. I got your next big single. Nancy Reagan, I got your best, your next "Just Say No" campaign thing. It's like you don't want to go to jail. Just say no to drugs. Otherwise, I'm Nancy Reagan. You never know what's gonna happen, cause this could happen. Pump up the iron, pump it up. Don't get raped. <laughs> yeah. Technotronics next big single. Yep. Yeah. Technotronic meets with Nancy Reagan. Yeah, uh, my my friend Nancy Reagan, my my fuck buddy Nancy Reagan. Her and I used to fuck on that there wall. Uh, and when I say tear down that wall, I tore down a lot of ass on that wall. Uh, <laughs> Gorbachev, come over here and give me those anal beads. Suck my dick, etc., etc. Ronald Reagan, making funny, dirty words. Yeah, I, I've been wondering, actually, <laughs> since you started that Ronald Reagan impression. Um, uh, yeah. The, the, the mark in Gorbachev's head, is that like some kind of cum stain he couldn't wash off, maybe? Maybe. No, I think that's actually a, it's a birthmark. Oh, okay. I'm sorry to be insensitive. Let's move on to the next story. You know what? Um, I have a birthmark in, that's shaped like a cum stain, too. And, and it's a cum stain. It's a cum stain shaped <laughs> like a birthmark. <laughs> okay. very, very cleverly put there. All right. Um, next story in uh, media droppings yes. is a man finds original printed version of the Declaration of Independence inside a $4 yard sale painting. Right. Yeah, this gentleman uh, went yard selling and uh, picked up a painting. I love yard uh, Thought it was nice, bought, paid for it for $4. And then when he got it home, he I think he was looking to reframe it. Yep. He uh, disassembled the painting, and in between the backing paper and the front painting was a, a priceless piece of American history. Essentially a folded up reprinting of the yep. Declaration of Independence, but an original reprinting exactly. from yes. the original first Which printing. is really, really valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The news didn't actually report what he plans on doing with it right now. I think rumors were that he was going to go to auction with it. Uh, more power to this guy. I mean, I hope he yeah. makes, like, thousands of dollars yeah. off this. If he doesn't come away with at least, like, 20, 30 grand, like, what's the point? 
You have any history? Oh well, done. <laughs> well done. I'm trying to smack the old uh, the old catchphrases in there. Did you say that's four dollars? <laughs> Because <laughs> he bought it for yeah, four. Yeah. That's my fake yeah. catchphrase. Yeah. Where did this declaration of independence come from? I am Donkey Bartokamusa. <laughs> I just sound like a, like an Indian guy, but that's supposed to be Balky from Perfect Strangers. Uh, all right. Did, um, I, did it? Okay. It wasn't. wasn't all right. Our last story of the media droppings kind of kind of scares me, and um, I think this might be the perfect point in the show to reaffirm my. Uh, how I feel like in life because this really scares me I didn't realize this was going to be a thing I didn't realize that maybe this could be a provable thing yep. but if we're all going out if if the end of days is here um, I, I need to tell you Jared right now you are the wind beneath my wings mm-hmm. did I ever tell you that you are my hero Oh, that you're everything that I Think nope. about nope, and I'd prefer if you <laughs> never do again. It'd be great. You just ne- you just call out and quits from here. That's fucking because you are the. That's barf central, win. man. That is. Ugh. Yeah, that, that actually made me barf in my mouth a little bit too. I'm but sorry. But it's a it's, little bit it's, beautiful. It's important to the song, and I'm I'm really yes. afraid. I mean, we, we're offshore, so I mean, if we need to get out of town fast, maybe we're the ones who'll make it through the next coming apocalypse. Yeah. But um, Siberian got... miners, mm-hmm. not children, but like the guys who e. dig in the ground yeah. and who make very yeah. little money and die at young ages from inhaling. Um, yeah. Siberian yeah. miners. Yeah. You, you hear that? Um, record screams of tormented souls in pit dug. Wait, are you trying to say that? Okay, go on. Please. Okay. They, uh, they managed to uh, drill a mine shaft down into the Earth's crust um, a little bit deeper than any mine shaft that has ever been dug already before. already sci-fi. Like, why? Yeah. They, uh, upon getting down into deeper. the... Deeper! Uh, upon getting down into the crust, they uh, they broke through into an opening. We'll call it an opening. They realized the drill wasn't hitting rock anymore. They mm-hmm. retrieved it, and they decided to lower down. And knowing that the deeper you go in the Earth, the hotter it gets, mm-hmm. um, a heat-sensitive microphone. And they allowed her to record at the uh, within the actual cavern that they discovered, and their recording was basically a large amount of tormented screaming. This was like hell. Man. Basically, what they think they found is an actual um, a, a, a casway. Um, sorry, I was thinking of Rock the Casbah there for a second. Yeah, that yeah, song's yeah. been in my head all day. Um, like an actual opening into the pit of hell. Okay. And the, the recording was uh, like actual Am- tormented screams. Yeah. Here we have a uh, we have a uh, four second recording of the uh, sounds from the pit of hell. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's go and hear that for a second. Ah! No, thank you. So much rape. This is terrible. Ah! Bokey. No, thank you. <laughs> oh, it's hot. It's oh, so boy, hot. howdy, boy, howdy. Well, I should have got my money back on this one. I don't understand why it's so hot. What's that microphone doing there? Oh. Hello? Is this thing on? All right. So that was, our, uh, that was our recording of our Sounds of the Pit of Hell. That, wow. Um, come straight from the amazing. Siberian miners. Um, I heard a, a, just a plethora of voices there. Um, you know, the funny thing is you let it off, and I, I thought you were leading into a, that's a bet. You were just going to play a Bette Midler clip. Mm. Yeah. No, 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 I wanted to, but that was reserved for you as my co-host, because I think this really is the end of days. And being the new year, and since we're not coming back until January of 1990, uh, I thought it might be appropriate, like, if we're all going to die, might as well say my goodbyes on air. It'll yeah. be recorded, well, 
not forever, but I mean, these recordings, they're radio, um, they go into space, and, you know, any aliens, extraterrestrials, ETs that are out there on People, their way they, here, they might hear us talk about this. They might actually this. capture the waves, like, thousands of years after we yeah. have sent them. And they're going to the... hear about this from yeah. our perspective, and maybe they'll have a little insight to what happened. Yeah. And then they'll hear the, uh, the, the, the romantic... Uh, loose, dulcet tones of my voice as I serenade you with I can't believe that you are my hero And do you have any cheese? I can't believe we dig a pit to hell Because you, you have wings it under my skin Cheese <laughs> All right, so I think this is the end of our radio broadcast yeah, for this, this week. Yeah, this is where we uh, were just just past the point. So, All right, uh, this is so um, to each of you and everyone out there, you have a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Absolutely, check we, out uh, the, uh, the movies we mentioned. Uh, go back if you're, if you're afraid of, of missing us on our week off. You know, uh, go back to your old tape recordings and listen to some of the old uh, Lost at Home broadcasts, man. You can, um, Boom, there you go. You can catch my uh, editorials in the Baltimore Village uh, piece. Yep. I can be found, actually, just some little opinion pieces in the uh, Baltimore County cunt. <laughs> and um, on Tuesday afternoons, I uh, blow dudes on the corner for pennies. <laughs> <laughs> and I am half price. And I am a manimal. And I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, all you listeners out there in Radio Land. Thank you very much for listening to the Lost at Home Radio Hour. I am Jeremiah Johnson. And I am Scott Bear. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It up while your feet are stumping and the jam is pumping look ahead the crowd is jumping pump it up a little more get the party going on the dance floor see cause that's where the party's at and you find out if you do that